0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Coming up today on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, we check in with Tom Whitehead from the Brainerd Lakes area, find out how early season fishing is going over there, and we end up talking a little bit about turkeys and foraging while we're at it. It's all coming up. Thank God it's Friday, gonna cast out a line. Day, day afternoon, sun is flying oh so high. I'm a peaceful kind of guy, most usually. But I'm hunting all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Making sure my paint is all nice and stinky. Gonna add a little less make the sinky we can wait day to do the patchwork laundry Because now we fishing. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu I'm Bruce
1: Jean and this is Fish and Fall Bunion
0: Country. Well, today we're heading down to the Brainerd Lakes area to check in with Tom Whitehead, who uh, we've talked to a number of times about fishing in the past. He's been in the fishing biz for a long, long time, but Tom... First of all, um you're back in the guiding game. It sounds like uh is that a congratulations? Yeah, I might be a little too soon for that, but <laughs> we'll, we'll
1: see how it goes here. You know, we're just kind of getting into that season, so uh hopefully hopefully it turns out like you know the good old days um when I was with the Missoula Guides League, but uh, I'm back with them now and and still doing a few things on my own, so uh um, like I said, we'll just kind of take a wait and see attitude. I might have to go back to work if it doesn't doesn't work out. But we're crossing our fingers and toes. Yeah, we don't want that. We don't want
0: that. We, we want to be able to fish for a living, right? Yeah, you know, I did that for six years back in the mid '80s, and
1: and then I actually took a real job, and I you know we've been regretting it ever since. But,
0: uh... <laughs> well, Tom, we had opening weekend. Of course, we had some spotty reports here. Red Lake was very very hot uh what was happening down your way uh it seems like that's kind of a typical thing you know
1: on openers some people find them some people don't um water temp seemed to be pretty good it warmed up very quickly which kind of shocks the fish i think a little bit but um the reports seemed pretty good i mean everybody seemed to get a few fish um crappies were running a little bit behind usually guys use that for kind of a fill-in an opener but um you know, we were turkey hunting, so we were up at 4 a.m. and went by Round Lake and Gull Lake on the way to our spot up north. And And it was probably, you know, Saturday morning, there was probably three or four boats out in Round and maybe half a dozen out in Gull that we could see from the highway.
0: Um, the
1: weather was good. And then, you know, the next morning, I think the newness wears off. We went by, and we didn't see a single light on either lake. But uh, from what I saw, you know, locally, uh, it, it was pretty decent, you know, pretty decent opener. You know, I know they did well on Mille Lacs. Um, it seemed like gall was pretty decent. Um, there again, like I said, everybody caught enough fish to, to keep them happy, but, you know, I don't know that everybody got a limit, which is probably not, you know, not unusual for a typical opener in Minnesota.
0: And you were turkey hunting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I help. I like calling. Um, I like the whole part of the game, you know, the turkey hunting, and I shot mine with a bow a few weeks ago. Um, I volunteered for the disabled veterans turkey hunt down at Camp Ripley, and I got Hank um, called in two birds the second morning, and he got one there. So I've had, uh, and then my wife got her second bird ever um, this last weekend. So I, if it was a hockey game, I've got two assists and one goal so
0: far. <laughs> Okay, well that's you know that's a multi-point day. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you you haven't dropped the line yet? You know, I, I've been out a few times. I mm-hmm. haven't chased walleyes yet. Um, I
1: went out just kind of poking around last Thursday afternoon just to see what the water temps were, and you know, and, and a few of the lakes around here. And I, you know, I've got the forward facing sonar now, um, so I was out just kind of messing around with that a little bit, looking for fish. And then I went out yesterday afternoon and kind of watching the water temp. It seems like around here, when we hit that 63, 64-degree water temp, the shallows just come alive. Everything comes in the shallows, the largemouth, smallmouth, crappies, sunfish. And late yesterday afternoon, it was starting to happen. Um, I hit one spot. I saw a flash of a crappie in about four or five feet of water, and I pulled up there, and I I put the uh, talons down, and I sat there and, Within an hour, I had my ten. I kept ten smaller male crappies for a fish fry last night, and I released uh, some bigger females. I had one that was almost 15 inches, and they were just as I left. I left right before four o'clock, and they were just really coming up in waves. So, I think this coming weekend is probably going to be the peak around here for the for the crappie spawn.
0: Okay, well, um, you know, the uh, the walleye bite, uh, I'm assuming what you heard and what you'll probably experience is jig and minnow, shallow, right?
1: Yeah, from what I've been seeing is, you know, that 5- to 8-foot range, um, jigs and shiners, you know, everybody knows there's been a bait shortage or just tough, tough, you know, getting bait. Um, The new tungsten jigs that Northland has are phenomenal. They, They make them. In a short shank and a long shank, so if you, if you want to lip hook a minnow or if you want to thread the minnow on, you got, you got your options there. Saw a lot of that, a lot of the jigging minnow, um, action. And, uh, you know, not much for, for leeches or, or, uh, or, uh, live bait rigging. You know, it was pretty much all jigging action, which is typical when they're shallow like that. And, uh, you know, that, there again, I'm kind of waiting a little bit till the, the water gets a little bit warmer. I'm, I'm getting older. I like to go out there and just watch a bobber. So uh, last year I started fishing that Northland came out with a fireball in a weedless version, and running that under a slip bobber on a seven and a half foot rod is, is a lot of fun. Um, so I'm probably going to get out here pretty soon and just now that the crowds are gone yeah. and uh, just go out and do a little bobber fishing, get up on some shallow flats with us, some rocks and gravel and just see what I can come up with.
0: Well, you've got a lot of, uh, of lakes to choose from in your area, obviously. What are some of your favorites? Not, see, I'm not asking for the super secret ones. <laughs> no.
1: No, I mean, I like within you know 15 minutes of my house, I'm pretty spoiled. I've got the whole Gull Lake chain, Round Lake, North Long, Lake Hubert. Um, and I like to fish them all. It just depends on the day, the wind direction. You know, some days are better when it's cloudy. Some days are good when it's, when it's bright and sunny. Um, gull has been pretty consistent in The last few years for walleyes North long is kind of my go to For weed walleyes um, Round is real close right across the highway From me so I like to go out there and chase Chase things when I don't have a whole lot of time Because it's just an easy on off for me But uh, But yeah I mean I was I was out messing around yesterday and I actually picked up a Swim jig and made a few casts to see what the bass Were doing and had about a 40 inch pike follow up to the boat so I, at first I thought it was a muskie, and when he got right up to the boat here, it was a, it was a pike. So uh, it's just it's that time of year right now where, like I said, a, a few more days of the sunshine and and the the uh, uh, shallows are just going to come
0: alive, which means you know the fish are going to follow the bait fish. Right, and and there's so many of them. You got walleyes. You mentioned pike. You mentioned bass, crappies. What's your favorite one?
1: You know, it, that's tough. You know, I, I've been fishing bass tournaments for, this would be my 43rd year now. But to me, that's a whole different sport than just going out and fishing and having fun. If I just had to pick one fish to go after that I enjoyed chasing year-round, it would have to be crappies.
0: Yeah, they're uh, they're fish that, that will indeed bite year-round, too. And, of course, they're darn tasty fish as well. Yeah, Exactly. Well, okay, and then you were again back to uh, some turkey hunting. Um what what is it about turkey hunting you find so alluring? Well, it's it's the challenge, you know Mother Nature,
1: you're putting putting yourself up against a wild bird that, that lives out there in the woods twenty four seven with all the predators and everything. Um, I've always been into calling game. I started duck calling when I was about nine years old. And I turkey called, believe it or not, I learned to use a a mouth call, a diaphragm call, 10 years before I ever turkey hunted. So, and I was fortunate enough to work with some of the world champion callers around the country when I was a a sales rep, and I got to pick their brains and and learn here and there. And it's just, to me, it's just the decoying and the calling, the challenge. Uh, Myself, I've gotten to the point where I hunt with traditional archery. I shot several with a a firearm in different states. I've shot a couple with my compound bow, and then I, you know, for for an added challenge, I just started hunting with my recurve. And, you know, I don't have to shoot a bird. I don't have to harvest a bird every year. It's just to get one close. Like, you know, last year I had one six feet from the blind, and I missed him. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there and laughed. I chuckled, and he walked away, and that was my season. But, you know, it was kind of like a catch and release, but with turkeys.
0: (laughs) We're talking turkey and much more with Tom Whitehead. We've got a lot more to cover next. This is Mandy here, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson's ratings up on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors.
1: Go one step further into the outdoors this summer and experience the incomparable natural wonder of Bemidji, the first city on the Mississippi. Bemidji features abundant access to the great outdoors with over 400 pristine lakes, perfect for canoeing, paddle boarding, and over 160 miles of trails that run through the northern Minnesota landscape. Plan your next great outdoor adventure today at visitbemidji.com.
0: Bemidji, Hi, this is Nate Blazing with the Missile Guide League and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoor. Tom Whitehead is my guest today. Tom, I know you're doing some turkey hunting or turkey guiding at Camp Ripley. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well they, they've got programs out of they call it the Veterans Outdoor Programs. And we do the turkey hunt. We did that, oh what was it, three weeks ago I believe now? And coming up the first weekend in June, or the first week in June, it's a Thursday, Friday this year, they have what's called Trolling for the Troops, and we have disabled veterans and um, active-duty veterans, and they try to pair them up, and there's guys come from all over the country. We have a group that come up from Arkansas. Uh, there's a group from Minnesota that run all the jet boats on the river, and then the rest of us usually go over to Mille Lacs or surrounding lakes if it's windy. And it's just a it's a fantastic program to get these guys outdoors and get get them in a group of you know like-minded people where they can tell their stories and um, and then in Octoberly October they do a, a deer hunt on camp you know it's basically a 54,000 acre wildlife refuge that's managed by their own their own DNR they have their own wildlife people their own fisheries people and it's just it's a phenomenal piece of property you know I, I see it as a privilege to be allowed to to go there. And do the things that we get to do, you know. And it's just, it's an amazing program. I've seen some of these veterans show up there, and they're, they're when they first get there, they're shy, they don't know anybody, they're kind of keeping to themselves. And by the time they leave, they're laughing and joking, and smile on their face. And uh you know, for some of them, it's it's the only time that they get out into the into the woods anymore.
0: Yeah. And
1: it, it it's very healing. Um, the colonel started it when he got back from Afghanistan, and that was. That was his goal, was healing through the outdoors. He said there's something to that, especially for us Minnesotans. You know, we spend a lot of time in the, in the outdoors. And uh, it's a pro- program that's just going to continue and grow, and uh, I'm just very, very fortunate to be part of it.
0: Very cool. That's, that's, that just sounds great. But I know you're also involved in pretty much any type of outdoor activity. I, I've been you know, following you on Facebook for a while, and didn't I see you do a lot of maple syruping too? Yeah, we've been doing that for a number of years. You know, it's, this year was kind of funny. It ran for a little while. Then it, we, we actually had to go tap
1: trees with snowshoes on. We had, you know, over knee-deep snow in the woods. It didn't run for a while, then it ran, then it got warm, and it quit, and then it ran really hard for about a week. And then two of us that I know, it was a, it was a first this year where we actually had to throw a batch out. Uh, normally when, the, when you're done with the sap, it goes from clear to cloudy coming out of the tree. This year it didn't. Um, it just got bitter. So I spent 15 hours boiling the last batch down, and right before I was running it through the filters, I tasted it, had my wife taste it. And it was horrible. <laughs> so I had to dump, dump the whole batch out. First time ever. And my neighbor did the same thing. He said I've never had that happen, and he said it was it was the most terrible taste you know I ever ever had in my mouth. It was. It was. It took me two hours to get that bitterness out of my mouth. It oh. was awful. But. Um, no, we we do it every year. It's, it's a it's a fun thing. It's it's a, kind of a hobby. You know, we do it. We consider it small batch, where we we have a lot more control of the quality of our our syrup that way. And uh, now that I'm I'm pretty much retired, I, you know, I can do it every day instead of waiting and just doing it on weekends. But uh, it was very it was a very short season this year. I know some guys didn't even put their taps out.
0: Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Now, now, do you do other stuff? I mean, do you do, uh, you know, mushrooms, um, wild rice, stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, we we process our own venison. This year we did uh, pepper jack
1: snack sticks. We did two types of Polish sausage. We did a blue cheese and a cheddar, and we did uh, cranberry summer sausage. We do our own jams and jellies, uh, pickle fish, smoked fish, uh, you name it. One thing we're going to try this year is bacon. Um, I, I know how the process works, and now that I have the time to do it, everybody that says once you do your own, you'll never buy a store-bought again. So we, uh, and we've got some chickens. You know, we have our own eggs. Even though we're in kind of a residential area, we, you know, hmm. have our own eggs. My wife sells just enough at work to pay for her feed and stuff, and then, you know, we give them to our kids, and we trade for honey with some people. We do that with the syrup also. Um, growing up in a small farm in southern Minnesota, you know, it's kind of, kinda of the way we were raised, but uh, it's uh it's kind of a lifestyle that we enjoy. Our turkey right now, you know, we've got the turkey that I shot is is uh sitting in the fridge, it's teriyaki jerky. Ooh. My wife got <laughs> hers the other day and we were too busy so we threw it in the freezer, but that one's also gonna go in the dehydrator. That'll be jerky also. But we I just enjoy that. I just it's something we're we're proud of and you know, kinda of the way we were brought up. But uh yeah, I mean anything to do with the outdoors. I I mean, I'd live out there in a hammock if I could. (laughs) There's something about being out in the woods when the sun's coming up and the the birds start singing and everything comes alive. It just clears your head. Um, I don't know how how else to describe it. You know, there's there's a lot of people out there that know what I'm talking about. You know, whether you're in a stand or a turkey blind or a duck blind, there's just something about that, you know, the peace that you you reach when you're out there in the woods like that. But... um, yeah, I mean, Mother Nature is, is the biggest adversary there is. You know, if you can go out there and and call in some ducks and, and harvest them or or a deer, rattle in a deer or, or a turkey, you know, call in a turkey, that's quite an accomplishment. And, uh, you know, there's so many variables. The weather, you know, the season, the the snow we had this year right up, you know, in turkey opener. It was, it's just, you know, I, just, I like the challenge, I guess, you know. And the, the tougher, it's like one guy said, when you go duck hunting. he goes, the bright, sunny days you never remember. It's, it's the days you go out there when it's cold, the winds out of the northwest 30 miles an hour is sleeting, and you almost die. He goes, those, those are the best memories. I think back over all the years I used to duck hunt with my buddies in southern Minnesota, and he was exactly right. You know, the days that we almost drowned or almost, you know, froze to death or the ones that you remember the most.
0: Well, you're, you're trying to make it so you never have to go into town again. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> well, um...
1: was, it Mark, was it Mark Twain or somebody that said the, the, more, the more
0: I um, get to know people, the better I like my dog? I think that is correct. Oh, that's funny. Tom Whitehead is my guest. We'll wrap it up with Tom next. I'm Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and I'm proud to help Kev Jackson sound smart on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. If you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. I'm Kevin Cochran, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Checking in with Tom Whitehead, Brainerd Lakes Area Guide and Bass Tournament Angler. You mentioned bass fishing. You still doing the tournament circuit? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing a few. Not as much as we used to. Um, you know, we always start out the year with the St.
1: Jude's Children's Hospital fundraiser down in Wabashon, pools four and five. And, of course, with the, the record flooding down there, that got move to october now that's usually usually we fish at the end of april this year was the first weekend in may last year we had 71 teams from around the the state and wisconsin um raised seven hundred and thirty five thousand dollars for the the children's hospital this year is the 25th anniversary and they kind of jokingly said last year wouldn't be cool if we broke a million and i think we're going to do it i mean Jim and I have raised double what we normally raise so far, and they extended the deadline now for the fundraising to June 18th. And uh, we're still trying to break that $5,000 for us. And, you know, if somebody wants to donate, they can go to my Facebook page, and there's a donate page right on there, right from St. Jude's. And it would go under our name, under our team. And uh, it's one of the coolest events I've ever been involved with, other than the, the Camp Ripley events. Um... It's one of the most well-run professional, you know, events that, that I've ever had uh, the privilege of being part of, and it's it, all the money goes directly to the, to the children's hospital, you know, St. Jude's, and they usually have a family there with a child that has gone through St. Jude's or just a family who has lost a child, you know, but St. Jude's gave them more time with that child, and it's you'll see a room of you know two three hundred grown men with they're not a dry eye in the house. So it, it's a, it's a very special event for me. And I mean, I'll, I'll fish that one until they got to wheel me out on the dock. But, uh, I do fish a, a couple locals. There's a local circuit here. It's, uh, a singles. I'm going to fish it this year. It's a singles tournament. And then Jim and I also fish a team tournament that travels around the state. Um, there again, the first one of those got postponed because it was, it was on the river. And with their flooding, all the ramps were closed down there. and and there was no way to have it. So a lot of them got pushed out now. Like I said, they open on the river because the river is open for fishing year-round. There's no closed bass season on the Mississippi River on the border waters.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So that's usually where everybody starts out the year. No, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I don't fish the 20, 24 tournaments a year like I used to. I maybe fish, you know, 8, 10, but that's enough. You know, my weekends are getting more and more special to me now that I have grandkids. So, you know, the focus has shifted a little bit, but uh, I, still, I still like it. Like I said, it's a whole different aspect. Uh, the competitive fishing thing is, like, one guy says, oh, you guys are out there in your fast boats running around, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what? I said, it's eight hours of adrenaline. It's competition, and I, I enjoy that aspect of it, but the next day I might be knee-deep in a trout stream catching eight-inch brookies. Or I might be out in my kayak catching bluegills with my grandkids. Um, it's like trap shooting or pheasant hunting. You know, it's two different sports. You're one, you're shooting clay birds, burning up ammo, and the other one, you're actually shooting birds you can take home and eat. Yeah. So it, it's like it's it's fishing, but it's it's a whole different aspect of you know the sport that most people participate in. And it's just I just love the the adrenaline and the competition. And I've been very fortunate over the years to do pretty well in the local and regional stuff and still have to look
0: at it as a hobby that's pretty cool well before we wrap it up tom uh we got to go through a fast five are you ready oh yeah i forgot all about that <laughs> all right here we go Fast five, 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 five. question number one what is the biggest fish you've ever caught Um, the biggest fish that I have ever caught
1: would, I mean, it would have to be, I caught like a 22-pound carp when I was a kid.
0: That's it? I I hate to admit that, but yeah, it was a rough (laughs) fish. Okay, question number two. You've been told you can only fish one lake for the rest of your life. What lake is that going to be? Oh, man. One lake for the rest of my life. Um... If you could remove the wind from the equation, I would say leech lake. Yep, there's a lot of fish to catch there of various species, and the the bite is good. All right, question number three. Besides fishing and hunting, what is your favorite sport? To participate in would be baseball. Okay. I I love the sport of baseball. Question number four. Hard water or soft water? You know, if you would have asked me five years
1: ago, I'd have said hands down soft water. But with the technology and with with the you know my my otter fish houses I have now, they're insulated and so well equipped. I I really like ice fishing. Um, let me let me put it this way. Let's let's go um, 55% ice and 45% soft. Fishing. Okay.
0: okay. And question number five, if you were to find out you had one meal left to eat on this planet, what would that meal be? One meal.
1: I would have to say we get all of our steaks from a farm down in Foley called Granite Ridge Farms. I would have to say a Granite Ridge T-bone and some morel mushrooms.
0: Okay, that sounds very, very good. All right, before we wrap it up, if people are going out fishing this weekend, what's your advice for them? You know, I, I would I would just keep moving around till you find
1: a pot of fish. You know, the, the walleyes are going to be in schools. If you can find, you know, a good sand inside corner or a gravel spot, um, if the wind's blowing into it, even, even more, you know, um, better location. Jigs and minnows, if you can get your hands on shiners, if you can't, you know, do the best you can, rainbows, fatheads. Um, if you're after crappies, keep a, keep an ultralight in the boat, uh, small bobber, uh, jigging a plastic and get up in the reeds, get up in the old lily pad fields. They're they're moving up to spawn in this area. Like I said, this weekend should be the peak. And, uh, you know, and the northerns, I saw a lot of northerns laying up in the shallows. They spawn really early when the ice just goes off and they're just kind of recuperating right now, but... Yeah, if you key on if you key on the, the shallow water walleyes and crappies right now, you're going to have a good
0: weekend. Tom Whitehead, my guest, and Tom, I know you, you noted you're you're maybe going to get some guiding going. Are you looking for clients right now? Yeah, yes, I am. Um, I'm doing a few different things. You know, like I said, I'm working with the Nisswa Guides. We got an S and W bait down here,
1: and I'm also doing a thing on my own with you know with 43 years of, of tournament fishing under my belt. Um, it's time to share all the things I've learned, you know, the mistakes I've made and the things that I've learned. And with all the high school fishing teams out there, um, I'm also a board member of the student angler tournament trail, the tournaments that are put on for the high school kids. Oh. I really, I, I call it, um, you know, on the water bass class. So, you know, parents, parent and child or parent and two kids, if they don't mind, you know, I run a 21 foot bass boat. there's a lot of room in it, um, you can take a six-hour day. I will take you out, and I'm not going to take you to tournament lakes because a lot of times that's against the rules. But I will take you to any, a lot of the smaller lakes in the area here. We can work on techniques. We can work on things, you know. For example, one of the things I would ask the kids, what's the first thing you do in a tournament when you catch a four-pound fish? And a lot of people are saying, I don't know, and that, you know, it's pretty simple, retie your knots. You know? yeah. I, there's just things like that, that that are you know things that you can control There's things you can't control in a tournament, and uh, like I said, after 43 years, I've got a lot of stuff wedged between my ears that are just gonna go to waste if I don't start sharing it. So,
0: (laughs) well, Tom, how do we get a hold of you if we want to do that? Well, you can you can
1: go to my Facebook page, Um, you can go to my personal one, or you can go to my it's called I'm Outdoors Guide Service, Um, or you can you know my cell number. I hate to give that out, but you know it's all on that I'm Outdoors. guide service page. Okay. And um or you can, you know, you can
0: contact S and W Bait down here. Um you can book it through the guide service or you can you can book it direct with me. All right. He's Tom Whitehead. Great to have him back on the show. Tom, thank you for taking the time today and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks Kev. Thanks for asking me anytime. Michelle Bob yeah. Country Country